Podcasts are an independent way for podcasters like me to bring a local voice to your ears. At the Spent the Rent Podcast, we strive to raise awareness of topics that affect the often underrepresented. Our title sponsor, Oregon Cashflow Pro, offers free money management advice that can help you take control of your finances. At OregonCashflowPro.com, you will find videos to guide you towards your goal of financial freedom. For more info, there will be a link in the show notes. The following podcast is available on all major streaming sites, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. You can now listen to all previous episodes, donate to the podcast, and buy shirts directly from the Spent the Rent podcast at our newly designed official website, strpod.com. Continuing our series on Oregon podcasters, we are joined by one-fourth of the comedic team dead set on making all the radios in the world break. Back in 2006, four friends began presenting sucker-free rap music with Oregon's number one monthly podcast. Joining us next on the Spent the Rent podcast, from Broken Radio 541, Nate Ingman. Welcome to the Spent the Rent Podcast. I am your host, Self-Esteemboat Willie. My guest today from Broken Radio 541 is Nate Ingman. Nate, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. We're in the middle of shiny downtown Springfield here. Right. We're actually in an undisclosed location, so don't give it up. But uh, <laughs> I do appreciate you doing this. You know, it's cool. I didn't know about Broken Radio 541 until pretty recently within the last year after I had started the podcast. And I did something kind of funny. I was trying to find new ways to promote it. So I just like dropped this like thing on on uh, Reddit. Oh, And you, yeah, you yeah, got yeah. on there and I was like, uh, you know, I, I just started a podcast. What kind of podcasts in Eugene do you guys like? <laughs> and it was a way to promote it. And they actually did reach a little bit of a different audience. And then you were super supportive and you're like, yeah, I've seen some of your stuff and that's awesome. Yeah, you know, well, it's funny because you were kind of everywhere there for a little bit. I, I We talked in email and I mentioned about uh, your tenacity of, of, I just kept seeing Spent the Rent podcast popping up everywhere I was turning. Reddit's a scary place too, because it's really easy to find out. Eugene's small, so people who are typing on there, it's really easy to find out who the hell's typing. You're like, oh, sure. That guy. You know, so be careful what you say on Reddit out there, folks. That's a PSA for you. Right. Or just on social media in general. We're actually we're not gonna talk about the podcast. We're just gonna talk about what you shouldn't do on social media. No. Yeah, because that's gonna be, be an hour long, this right. and that. Right. And, so get ready. Pull so up a real, chair. real quick, if anybody's listening to this, let's just have you say tell, you know, what it is that you guys do. There's four of sure. you and the other three just they didn't like they didn't want to do this. Yeah, I don't know, man. We're a very fragmented uh crew. So uh, once a month we kind of form together like Voltron to make the podcast. Podcast, like um, Captain Planet, exactly, or Captain Planet. If you're a big uh, Ted Turner fan, for sure. Uh, so, uh, what we do is originally when the when the whole thing started back in what 2006, whatever. Um, I was kind of like just put off by the radio in general and music that you would listen to. There's not a lot of choices around here. You had your 104.7 or 93.1 K Sound or whatever it was at the time, and 
It was a bunch of poppy bullshit, and every once in a while you might hear like one tone Loke song and be like, oh my god, you know, turn it up, put the tape in, hit record, you know. And then there was a few local things too. There was always the community radio stations like, uh, you know, KLCC, and there was some old KWVA um, and 88. Yeah, all those ones. There was an old show I remember called Liquid Beat that would really represent and play like some deep, like, you know, cuts you wouldn't hear. Like you're hearing uh, Freestyle Fellowship and Karis One and stuff late at night. And that's what I was vibing with. That's what I was like, this is what should be on the radio. You know, so they should almost do like an education of hip hop. Sure, know? like that's the way. I mean, I, you know, we had ninety four nine for a while mm-hmm. jams, and I used to work at Supercuts and, and oh, okay. uh, early in my career, and they were right above us. And it was funny because I was doing music at that time a little bit, like amateur, like I always have. And they came downstairs and they're like, "Hey, man, do you want to open for the game?" And I was like, "Nope." And they were like, no. And I was going like, door to door. No, I was like, I know that if I do, that people are going to boo me because yeah. there's such a whack thing. And they never, ever played local music. No, never. Um, we actually, it's funny you say that. We, um, I went in there and had a meeting. Uh, there was a woman who was running something. I swear she was like Croatian or Veselina. something. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. That's a name from the past. I went there and pitched our show to her and she's like, yeah, yeah. And she was into it. And then just kind of just, you know, nothing ever happened, which is probably like you said, for the best. Well, and they and they went under, I mean, I don't think it was, it's weird. Cause it was kind of a pet project for Steve masters. He's a local uh, developer, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I don't know a ton about it or anything like that, but it was just kind of, they started out, it was K fed radio, Kevin Federline for 24 oh, hours a day. God. Yeah. yeah. And then they did K Santa. And I think that was probably a moneymaker because during the Christmas time they would play, you know, holiday music. Yeah. And then, yeah, it became this hip hop radio station, which to us was like, oh, this is going to be a great opportunity. Mm-hmm. And it proved to be exactly what we didn't want it to be. Like in a way it was like, ah, you guys again are yeah. neglecting the local hip hop. Now, KWVA gave us a lot of shout outs and a lot of opportunities to come on. Like the Baker's Ball was a local show and it was normally rock music, but they would let us come on and that's cool. talk about our thing. So, you know, that's there's opportunities. There's there's community radio. There's one recorded downtown Springfield. And I've had some people tell me that I could bring my recordings and they will actually play them. Oh, after. like you could be like syndicated. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something that maybe will be in the works in the future and, and they'll pay. It's crazy. So I'm curious if if I do that, I'll let you know how that all, yeah. all goes down. No, there's really hasn't. And it, it just we don't really have that here in town. There's not like, a you know, I mean, Portland has when you get to Portland, they got their little whatever poppy sure. kind of rap station like christian slater driving around in a van sure but it wasn't just and then it wasn't all just music too right because i'm not just some big music snob i also like to uh, uh joke around and have a lot of fun and i really admired back in the day um the uh out of the out of the bay area uh like the invisible scratch pickles and a lot of those dudes were putting out these these shows called the sugar fragger show and the sugar fragger show was basically um super dope turntables scratching you know like these guys were on something else they were like dropped onto the planet we'd never seen dj moves like this before right in between it they're doing silly stuff they're wearing buck teeth you know they're making all these jokes they didn't take it seriously because a lot of hip-hop you know you feel you got to put on this mean kind of face a lot of people i've seen friends i've seen rappers try to pull off the gangster rap thing you know and then they hit like 30 and they're like man i can't be a gangster rapper anymore right i gotta i gotta change my whole scene so you know if you just kind of 
I want to keep it fun. I like stuff like Digital Underground, Humpty Hump. I like that kind of stuff. Right. I like the fun vibe. I don't think everything about rap music has to be scary and guns and all this other stuff. Like Redman. Redman's the best. And we're oh going to talk a little yeah. bit, in a little bit about celebrity shout-outs sure. that you guys get, and Redman's one of them. But he does it perfectly because he's gritty, dirty. He doesn't care. Right. I mean, I think Wu-Tang in general. And he has a good balance of he could crack you up. Right. But then he could be serious. You know, he's got it all. He's a right. storytelling, which is another thing. It's like a lost art with rap. Because hip hop started as a party thing. Sure. You know what I mean? It started yeah. with like the cookouts, you know, mm-hmm. like plugging into the pole. <laughs> so that's kind of another thing. So we would, um, before we were doing the show, That it's funny you say that because we would, you know, be hanging out as friends and then, you know, people be over, be a weekend. We'd go back and I'd have a little studio set up in my room pick up some microphones and start joking around you know before we're doing it before you know it, we're doing like an ad for like a fake you know automobile stores you know whatever i'm not giving a good example right now but it all kind of just melded into one big thing eventually to where i was like well we didn't really have a good way to put it online because it's been this is like sure 2006 it's yeah, a different ball game it was there's not everything that you see now there's not 20 different, you know, places you can put your podcast. So it started out on MySpace, which was kind of funny. Yeah. But then I would provide like a link, you know, to some uh, drop site where you could go did and you, get it as well. Did you even call it a podcast? No. Yeah, was, <laughs> was, I mean, because that's what I mean. It's like, was that a thing? I don't even. Yeah. It was just like we were making this and we were going to do it. I had a crack copy of Cool Edit Pro, uh, the Peter Quiskard crack. I don't know if anybody knows about that. It was this famous, you could just type in this guy's name and a couple numbers and always crack this software. So that was the first oh, yeah, yeah. legitimate studio that I had. And I was like, oh my God, you know, I've, I've spent all this time with the Tascam 4-track cassette thing. Sure. Which, and now I've got like unlimited tracks and I can do all these effects and I can do all these things. So it kind of just built off of that. And... You know, the first, if you go back to our first episode, I think it's just me. And then as it goes on, there's a couple of people that join. But it gets kind of progressively crazier and crazier as it goes on. I think it got a little bit too crazy for some people that don't come around anymore, honestly. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to talk about that a little bit. The Fives fives Company thing. is. Oh, yeah. We'll get to that. Sure. Because I got it in my notes. But that is is nonsense. There's there's so much nonsense It's it's great, though. I mean, so so really what it is, you have four really good friends. And are you guys all from Eugene originally? Yeah, we're all, well, one of, uh, yeah, I mean, basically, we're all from Eugene. I would say I have a friend who um, is from... Uh, Jackson Hole, but he's lived most of his life here uh, in Eugene. And we've all, and it's just kind of, uh, other people filtered in and out, but now it's just kind of like this core group of four people. Um, There's myself, uh, I go by, (laughs) on the podcast, I go by Hallucinathan or Nate or even Jeebus. Jeebus is another weird kind of a nickname that I've adopted um, over the internet from uh, the the old DJ forum days. Right. Long story short, uh, I Scratch DJs are kind of like skaters in a lot of ways. They're not the nicest people. They like to mess with people a lot. That's the only way I could like put it. Like there's there's a good comparison. I see a lot of traits in a lot of my skater homie friends as as scratch turntablist DJ friends. So I was always on DJ Qbert's scratch board, just causing trouble. And I got kicked off there tons of times. And I put Jeebus on there just because it was funny from The Simpsons. It was like The Simpsons reference. You know, oh, Jeebus, help me. I don't know if you're right. Anyway, but then. Uh, after I did that for a while, and I kept getting kicked off there, I caught the eye of D-Styles, Dave Quasito. If anybody knows him out of California, he's Beat Junkies, world-famous Beat Junkies, and he's got a new album coming out too soon. But 
he was like, okay, Jeebus, I like your style. I want you to run my little forum. So I was like working at the time um, at an internet security company. So I had nothing but free time on my hands and a computer in front of me. So I did that for a while and did a lot of scratcher board stuff to where I kind of built that and met some good people off of there and met a lot of cool people out of the Bay, met Mixmaster Mike, D-Styles, all those dudes. Oh, wow. I haven't met Qbert in person, but I've talked to him over stuff. So it's cool. So that's it's in that realm, I go by Jeebus. So if I say Jeebus outside of that, nobody knows what the hell that is. That's only like a DJ thing, right? Sure. So if it's more towards like my friends, it would be like Hallucinathan or Nate, because Hallucinathan was like a rap moniker. Which anyway, is funny because, because <laughs> cause you, cause Eugene, you know, too. Yeah. Hallucinate. I mean, ah, dude. In the 90s, it was like the tail end of the 70s, basically, mm-hmm. So, because everything lasted too long. Oh, and totally. And so much acid. So, yeah. So, that's, yeah. Fu- that's funny. Oh, it's, you could go down uh, 13th Street over here and buy blotter because uh, there didn't used to be bike cops or anything. There's right. people walking up and down, like, by the Bijou, just, you know, yeah, offering yeah. whatever you wanted. And I was 14 years <laughs> old, and we used to we used to drive down. I'm straight up. We would drive down from Springfield, because mm-hmm. I went to Springfield High at the time, and we would just roll up, and there'd be, like, a hippie that would come up, and he'd be like two finger eighths three finger eighths <laughs> yes and we'd buy weed for 50 bucks an eighth are horrible which things. is just a disgusting or they would like tell you know hey yeah let's go meet in this park parking lot over here and right. then somebody would jump them and beat up the hippies seriously yeah, and, just and there's one time so we noticed well for one the two memories i have real quick to, not to get off point <laughs> no it's okay but there's one time where this guy had a dog in his hand a little puppy and we we're buying like a you know 25 dollar gram and he was like he was like i'm like what's your dog's name he goes dinner oh god and I was like, okay, I'm just not even going to ask a follow-up. And then another time, it was still when I was about 14. And it's funny because I transferred to South, so I started kind of more frequenting that area, actually yeah. like on, like on actually needing to be there. But I'm walking along, and I see this guy who was wearing steel-toed boots, had a cop mustache, and had dreads. And I was like, wait a minute. He's like, That's, all the village people rolled like, under yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, is that Mr. McKenzie? And it was the campus liaison for the police department oh, from Springfield. No. And I was like, Mr. McKenzie. And he's like, go away. Because he was oh, undercover. No. Which, I'm, I mean, it's so funny. <laughs> fun, he's undercover, but he's most blatant I, like, yeah. looking. And that was the beginning of that th- 13th Street. They started cracking down crack on down. it. down. Yeah. And they put up a little tiny cop shop on the corner, I remember. And they had, like, bikes running up and down. And right. Red coats. It's going to be interesting to see how that how eugene because there's the homelessness is gonna ha- something's gonna have to be done and you know it's a it's a much different situation yeah but we can you be know, here forever but oh my goodness you want i that's a i i notice it so much more because i've been here my entire life like uh i was lucky enough this past week to win some tickets to the wow hall oh nice and i went and saw the midnight hour which is oh my god they're amazing it's uh ali shaheed muhammad from tribe called quest wow yeah and adrian young who's a famous composer he's done like um the uh iron uh god netflix like iron fist you know those right. things they kicked them off of that but he's done all these other albums with people but just the the walk i had a three minute walk you know and i don't remember stepping over so many people before going yeah. downtown to see a concert i think the thing that's changed is that you know that they did that uh occupy wall street mark you know thing and once that happened it was like it became a festival in town yeah where people are like i'm just gonna do this as a lifestyle sure like instead of just like oh it's cool every once in a while to get out and live in your tent yeah you know people but yeah we We could we could be here forever we don't want to talk about let's talk about happy stuff yeah right (laughs) i mean i think they're happy it's like the no having a good time man the no effects song freedom like a shopping cart you know (laughs) it's like it's that, that really changed the way i looked at things when it was like 
you know, you, you think about freedom and you think about like, man, I've got this American dream. And it's like to a lot of people, the American dream is to not have to do anything. Oh, so, sure. But we could be here forever. Anyway, no, no. so back well, I can't to, get into the other three. I'm sorry. I, I was talking about the three. You said the four people on the podcast. Oh, and sure. I just trailed off about myself like a big arrogant asshole there for a minute. There's actually three other members. Uh, another one uh, goes by the name of Shu Shane. Um, that's just an old kung fu movie reference. And he's kind of like our reporter. He'll do um, strange news stories or um, he has another one recently we're doing like a silly kind of like a celebrity news thing not that anybody cares about celebrity news we just throw it in as something to riff on and kind of right. talk shit about and we also uh, another member mr lane uh he goes by there's there's so many i just realized how many nicknames these fuckers have Lanebow calrissian is another <laughs> name he uh he's my old school homie quick-witted he is our uh, tv knowledge base this guy i think was born in front of a television raised by tv right he can tell you every bit character from every tv show ever you know he's like autistic in that way he uh, also has his own form of language where he's like really good at coming up with stupid words and sayings and things one of which is beefer bonker which is something we're trying to introduce into the lexicon so if you guys like something out there like something really cool happens it'd be like you're watching an uh, NBA game. You see a slam dunk. Oh, that's a beefer bonker of a dunk right there, right? <laughs> right. It's like so Rip City. Yeah, we're trying to work. Th- it's just a, a social experiment trying to make up new shit. Then also, last but not least, um, my brother, No Nepotism. He's also on there. He goes by Bryce Cube. Um, I've also- heard that. I've heard that on the show. <laughs> he also goes by Bedsheet Ghost, which is if you go on like IMDB and type in Bedsheet Ghost, his name will pop up because he was like a bit character on this HBO series for uh- Bedsheet Ghost. It sounds like something from the clan. It was, you know what? It's funny. His, his character, it was a Halloween party and he was the bedsheet ghost with the eyes right. cut out and he gets killed in it. You can see the You whole just got to make sure that that hood is rounded. Oh my goodness. Yeah. He's also in Fear and Loathing. You can, if you've ever seen that movie, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, right. he has a few parts. Actually, I think there's actually three scenes where you can see him in the background just doing nonsense. That's awesome. So that's, awesome. We're so the, that's, that's the, the core four right That's there. the four that make mm-hmm. up Broken Radio 541. Yeah. And a lot of times it is, like you just said, you know, you'll play songs. It's basically a radio show. Right. And one hour long? Uh, yeah, usually about like an hour 20, hour 15, right. around there, yeah. Lately, you guys did something that was awesome that I really appreciate, where you did a locals-only show. Yeah, that was so much fun. So, uh, just to get into that for a minute, we'd done it before, and um, I really just, I like the idea of, one, you know, showcasing all this music that people don't normally listen to, because we do, I mean, we're not big-timing in any way, but we do have... Um, you know, guests that listen to our show from around the world. People are kind of like listening to it in Germany. I can see other places. So it's cool. Like Eugene, you know, rap sure. is being beamed out up to a satellite somewhere and down to these weirdos somewhere, whoever's unfortunate enough to listen to us. Um, but yeah, no, it's cool. And like, so I kind of had fun with it the first time I did it. And I was like, well, man, let's do it again. So I made this ridiculous ad and kind of put it on Facebook and put a thing on Reddit. And the turnout was really good, man. Like, I really only didn't use about three or four tracks just because they were kind of trash. Sure. And I put them down easy. I was like, yeah, man, this is good. I'll let you know if we use it. Um, I think one of my biggest pet peeves was you could obviously tell some people had recorded it on their phone, which is just weird to me. You know, it's like a, I think it's more, that's a new school type of thing. It just sounded like shit. Plus, they weren't good rappers. But then also I tried to kind of like um, get a good uh, like, you know, representation of not just like I had kind of one that was sort of like a pimpish sort of rap on there from some dudes out of Portland. I had some more underground stuff. I had one of your cuts on there, which was super dope. The song I did with Josh Martinez. Really like that. So I thought it was like a good, you know, just if 
I feel that if music's quality, you can kind of mix it up like that. And um, I mean, part of being a selector for like what what setting a mood or listening to music in general, you kind of want it to flow all the way through. So it's kind of like, I feel like it's almost like a mixtape format when I make these. Um, I try to keep it all, it's really kind of like a headphone, you know, fodder or um, right. a lot of theater of the mind type stuff because we'll go through and record it. I'll just quick little thing about the recording process. Um, we record it once a month, sometimes twice, depending, you know, what we're doing. Um, we'll sit there for about two hours, you know, just like blah, blah, blah. And then I take it, um, <laughs> I'm kind of insane. I usually take about six or seven hours after that, polishing it, cutting out little parts I don't like of us talking, boosting whatever, who was talking quiet, you know, all the sure. little things to kind of EQ it out. Then I got to go through, um, put the music under it, you know, whatever I want to have under it, you know, for whatever uh, skit or whatever we're talking about, whatever's going on in the background. Then I got to go through and put sound effects like Fred Norris from Howard Stern right. or whatever, you know, we like that kind of fun stuff, just a little, not overdoing it. Cause you don't want to be like, Hey, this is KBBL and the wacky zany zoo, you know, boop, boop, boop. you know, right. there's none of that going on, but I do think it's funny to have like some silly shit going on in the background. So I do that. And then you got to put the music on. So honestly, by the time I'm all done, I'll start at like eight o'clock and be done at about four in the morning. And that's the episode. It takes, it's a long process. It's like a labor of love. I don't know what my problem is. I try to get it EQ'd out just perfectly. If something's wrong too, it's uh, it's interesting nowadays because uh, I don't know if everybody knows Kanye West, right? Have you ever heard of that guy? I've Kanye. heard of his kid, North. <laughs> North, yes, Northwest. Well, his he was, was kind of like going on with that title thing for a while and he was changing his album like every other day. I don't know if you noticed that. It's funny because he kept, he put an album out a while ago, maybe it was last year, and then he kept updating it and changing little things and tweaking it and EQing it and bringing this up and bringing this down. And people were like, Oh my God, it's a version eight of Kanye's album coming so out. So it's already released. I, <laughs> so I can kind of do that with mine though. If I hear something like, oh shit, I fucked up on that, you know, in, in my inner like, like turmoil, I have to go back and fix that and I'll throw it back up online. So the it's the thing with Kanye real quick is I, I don't really listen to Kanye. I, see, I'm, I'm odd yeah. because I'm not a big <laughs> fan of Kanye's music. I just like him as a person. So I <laughs> no one's ever said that. I don't no, think. No, yeah, no that's, that's, a, that's, that's stopped the that's press literally right there. Like there's a, there's a, there's a joke that, uh, <laughs> Andy Andrus, the local comedian says, he yeah. says, he says, I've got the unpopular opinion where I support the war and not the troops. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so, so the cool, anyway, the yeah. Kanye thing. Yeah. He's a, he's a great beat maker and we'll leave it at that. And I don't he's, even know if he's that anymore. Cause I think now 90% of his beats aren't even his on his albums anymore. It's just, right. He'll come in and bang on a piano or something and walk out of the room. But what you're saying, like that much time that you put into the production of it, I think it's awesome. And it shows, you know, cause the quality is awesome. And Thank I you. encourage everyone. I'm going to say this a bunch of times. If you're listening to this in the show notes, there's a link to mybrokenradio.com, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that's the website where you can listen to it. And then, of course, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the major players for podcast streaming, you can listen to uh, Broken Radio 541 is where you search for it. And it's awesome. It's it like it's basically a radio show. You know, it's a little different. That's what I love about podcasts and why I'm doing this series Sure, is there's... You know, now you're the third guest of the four. Next week, I'm doing a sports-themed podcast, which is cool. So, I got something funny to say, too. I don't mean to derail you right real, here. Real quick, and then I'll say What sure. I was going to say is the broad range of what podcasts present, because you can do your thing. But you guys do kind of a traditional, untraditional, uh, traditional format with untraditional execution of a radio show. You know? um, 
Thank you. Yeah, no, I really appreciate it. I was going to say, something popped into my head. I was looking at the guests that you've had previously um, with your podcast series. You had uh, Uncle uh, Uncle Nancy, Joey Helpish. Joey Helpish on there. And then Adam Graves with his son, right? Right, which was a great episode. Here's a funny thing, man. Is he he really your son? (laughs) No. no, Yeah, that's that's the bombshell we wanted to drop on this episode. No, Adam Graves, I used to work with him. I worked with him for probably, I don't know, a year or two. We worked at Blockbuster Video. Oh, awesome. Okay? If you can imagine Adam and I... Send uh, you coming in. You're you're renting Titanic. It's got the rubber band holding the two tapes together. Adam's probably rewinding a tape. You know, back there because some asshole didn't rewind it. That's what we were doing. You know, in the store that smelled like feet and candy. That was my brother worked for (laughs) Hollywood Video for like 15 years. Yeah, man. And it was really heartbreaking when it went under because he was so good at it. It was good for me. It was like a kid in a candy store because I was a huge movie nerd. I was able to take out seven movies a week or right. more if I didn't want to scan them. Um, and I just went back and I was like, went through all these movies I'd heard about and never really seen, never had a chance to watch and use that as an opportunity just to watch everything. Well, and then higher up you get in management, you get you get a little, you're like, district's not going to know. And you just play it in the store. Sure. You know, some of oh, the stuff. yeah. We would play. We, we had, there was, I had a lineup of stuff. Usually you could get away with a lot of cool kung fu stuff because that wasn't too bad. Right. But then, you know, you shut the store and you throw on Eddie Murphy Raw. And then- totally. <laughs> yeah. Adam is an awesome guy. That was a cool episode, you know, because his, his podcast, The Nonsense Hour... That's such a cool idea, by the way. I know. And it's... Have you listened to it yet? I just listened to the clips that you had. Because, man, it's really good. Because Cohen is really just something else. You know, he's like 10 years old, and he's so deep, like, thinker. Yeah. I mean, he's so uh, wise beyond his years. But the reality is, is he's just a simple kid. There's nothing... I don't know how to explain it. He's just awesome. It's it's an interesting, like... uh, age, I guess, at that point, were for how open kids are. Yeah, he's and, just honest. Um, my, it's not to you know, it's just a little side note. My dad uh, taught public education for many years. He's retired now, but when he was teaching fifth grade, um, one of his favorite things to do was they would do a radio play and they would pick something. You know, I don't know what the hell it would be. I'm trying to think now. I'm trying to think of a good example. But it, each kid would have a part. Some kids would be doing sound effects, you know, some kids would be doing this, and then he would take it home and sit and uh, take his little tape-to-tape recorder and edit it all together all nice and then give it out to the kids when they're done. They got their own little cassette so they could go hear themselves, you know. And man, these kids, like, they really, uh, it's it's interesting because they they took the performances real serious, you know, you could tell, you could tell which kids were going to be like the budding little actors or whatever coming up. It was really cool. Like then just to see them all kind of come together and do that. So it's like a fun age to So that might be where you got some of, you know, influenced by, you know, cause if your dad, basically what you're doing is kind of similar. It is. Yeah. It's a lot of that. It's a lot of, um, my brother and my brother and his friends when they lived in LA had a pirate radio station right? where they actually got the airwaves. Yeah. They got shut down. The FCC. Awesome. followed them with like a little tracker you know and found out where they're broadcasting from and it was awesome that's like did you ever watch that movie with christian slater <laughs> it is it's just like Gleamy, or which one uh, is that? Is pump it, it up or pump, pump up the pump volume, up the volume. <laughs> i'll pump it up yeah uh yeah it's the same similar situation and then you know and i'm a huge howard stern fan i still listen to that every day i just think of like i whatever opinion you have about the guy it's like the tightest 
most well-produced radio show right. I think that there is. Um, and it showcases a lot of just honesty sure. and, um, and the things that he gets out of people or just the characters that he introduces makes the, the radio compelling. I like, think what ha- works with Howard Stern as far as like his sexual content mm-hmm. is that it, it's that you know intent. So his sure. intent is just to kind of make you queasy, not to grope you. Right, right. That's my take. You know, sure, there's, yeah. there's never been a story because it'd be easy for Howard Stern to be a target. There's never been a story of him going past just vocal. Do you no, know what I mean? Yeah, like where he's, I don't know. And he's evolved. Yeah. And oh, there's been yeah. a lot of stuff lately where he's a really, he's talking about his therapy and so he's inspiring. He's, I think um, it's funny too, because now he's kind of, like you said, he's evolved. He's kind of drawn a line in the sand to where a lot of people are like, oh, you're Hollywood Howie now. Get back to the sure. lesbians and the crazy stuff, you know, but he's also, like he's, you said, he's gotten older. He's right. actually made amends to a lot of the people that he, he would call out and be shitty to on the radio, which is really, you know, it made for compelling radio. But then at the time, I could see where you would kind of get older and be like, man, I was really an asshole to that person. You yeah. know, if you have any kind of heart in you, maybe go back and I just kind of use them for but he's my a, show. he's a free speech guy. So that's <laughs> that the too. thing that, that yeah. it's like, we need this. I'm not, obviously you can't be a fan of anything anyone says. You should mm-hmm. never go all in on anyone. And I'm not going to say what I'm implying because it really means politically you should absolutely never go all in on oh. anyone on any side. Sure. But Howard Stern's a good example of how you should never go all in because he's a dirtball, the things that he says, but he's what I would fight forever for him to be able to do it. Yep. Don't it's listen. It's all about, yeah. yeah. And he had, you know, he fought the FCC. The government was trying to take him down. You know, there's a lot of like, it's totally admirable, admirable stuff that like, I don't think a lot of people know about if you were not following him. Right. So he kind of, you know, it wasn't, now we can get on these uh, here podcasts and say whatever the hell we want. And before and no that checks wasn't, and balances. A, yeah, no checks and balances before you always had the, a dump button or something and you could never say this or that. So. Yeah, we yeah. did a show on, I mentioned it before, Baker's Ball on KDBVA, and they're like, you can't say the F word, and Uncle Nancy was like, all right, well, you know, we don't cuss a lot in our music, and literally the first, what the fucking, like the first <laughs> sentence of the song, and he just didn't even think about it. Uh, so, back to cool. the Broken Radio 5 for 1 podcast. Yeah. Uh, so, you guys started in 2006 with MySpace, and mm. then you guys took a break, so you did how many episodes initially? Oh, man, I don't see, it was really slow initially, and there was absolutely no format to it, and it was kind of like, let's just get together and have fun i had um i was living in a studio apartment um and had like one room kind of like overlooking uh down downtown eugene not really downtown eugene river road let's just put it that way so we kind of go up into our little perch and we record our shows and act stupid and the best part about it was i had really thick walls so i could have people jam on like electric guitars or do whatever we wanted we could just go crazy and a lot of times we did we went too crazy um but it um it kind of stopped. And and for me, it was, I was not, I was, like I mentioned before, I was putting so much time and effort into it and I wasn't seeing a, a return. And then as things got easier uh, for people to, you know, have these kind of shows and put them out, I was kind of noticing that and just kind of about, I'd say it's about three years after we had stopped, um, three or four around there, just kind of, you know, put out like a little message on Facebook or whatever. Hey, anybody still interested in the show? Should we kind of do it again? The response was well enough that I thought, okay, let's go for it again. And then probably, I'm, I, I feel like this is just like a runaway car or a runaway train. Like, I really don't have a lot of control over it. I'm not good at promoting. I'm not good. I, I don't know where to, you know, connect this to the internet right. to make a lot of this stuff come out. But um, I had my domain, uh, somebody cybers 
squatted my domain and stole it from me, my old domain. Oh, wow. Which kind of forced me to redo my website, which I learned a little bit more now. And that's how I'm on iTunes and all this stuff before. And that's probably within the past, you know, two years that we've just finally gotten that avenue. So do you do it independently? Like it's uploaded to iTunes yourself or do you use Yeah, so we use, uh, we have a provider, uh, Squarespace that we use. And then Squarespace, um, you know, their RSS feed kind of just sends it out. Right. Um, I found out about Squarespace through a super entertaining podcast called How Did This Get Made? Um, If you're not familiar with it, they just... Um, take old movies and basically, you know, rip them Talk apart and the say, production. how did this get made? You know, it's such a bad movie, though. I use, free yeah, I use Anchor because it's free and I'm liking it so far. It just got bought by Spotify and it's free to get, you know, I, initially I didn't even do the website. Like sure. I just did Anchor. And if you're listening, Anchor is one of my sponsors right now. I think they've paid me $8. Yeah. Which is, <laughs> That's cool, <laughs> man. Whatever. No. Shout out but, to Anchor. And then... If I'm going to mention sponsors, I have to mention Oregon Cashflow Pro, which is free money management advice at OregonCashflowPro.com. Uh, just did the minutes. Now I can sleep. We have a sponsor. It's Oprah's Cauliflower Pizza, and she sponsors every episode. Thank you, Oprah. I'm sure she, yeah. Does she know about that? <laughs> she doesn't know about it, but damn it, you know, I, I still love her the same. That's cool. So, yeah. So doing the the um, production you you talked about, you took some time off. Yes. And then you said 2016 is on, the, on your Facebook yeah, page. Yeah, so. It really got back into the groove. I went and bought, at that point, um, they had some, uh, this really cool little, mobile recorder i think it might have been a Tascam at that point digital um really nice kind of thing where i could do really legit sounding interviews and things and we would pass it around the room so there might be like six or seven or eight you know people doing whatever people you know it was kind of like a like a part not really a party atmosphere but if you were there that day at whoever's show or i mean whoever's house we're recording the show at you're probably going to be a part of it we're going to be pulling you in hey so and so you know which is rad yeah which is like kind of how we did it and it was like that because i didn't um at the time i didn't have a full studio set up and we're just like let's do this this way which is cool but you know passing the mic around the room gets a little hectic i felt like i was like you know i was like i kind of had to be running around like a nut, you know, right. putting, throwing a mic in people's faces. And there's not a lot of crosstalk in that. Yeah, yeah. And then, then, so some of those older episodes, they're awesome, but they're still, you know, not at the point where we are now, where I finally took the time, bought all the mics, bought the headphones for everybody. We all have our own isolated mic, like, you know, big grown-ups, like we're, like we're Joe Rogan or something now. Sure. And, and uh, it's fun, too, because it's... Uh, it makes it easier for me in the editing, and probably you, too, because they can hear what they're sounding like through the headphones. Oh, yeah. Because I got people that come over and they're like, hey, man, so yeah, yeah. you had a good day. You know, like, like, can I just sit out in the other room and record? <laughs> yeah, no, so that helps out a lot. Yeah. But we just kind of, and then that point, um, kind of went full force with it, started creating covers and things for it. Okay, every month you get a fun little cover, you know, with it. Those are cool. Just some Photoshop stuff that we do. Yeah. And um, it's loud. And and you talked about earlier about you say, you know, your words that you're not great at like promoting it or whatnot. Sure. That part of it, you're really good at because oh, the Instagram you. stuff catches people's eye big time. You know, you'll have like uh, a lot of funny references like Macho Man, yeah. different things like that, where it really does catch your eye. And then I've seen how you'll do the that must be with an app where you have it to where it breaks it up so that the entire Instagram page oh, yeah, is like that's a bunch a fun of different, one. you know, so it's each photo is a is a section. It's like a puzzle. Yeah. If you look and you look at it from far away, it looks like a full. Those are cool. And cake. then, yeah, but the they catch your attention for sure. And then, oh, thanks, man. You know, nowadays you got the anime 
animated GIFs, mm-hmm. GIFs, whatever you want to call it, that those are really eye-catching. And I, I mean, it's for, I see them every time you post them, you know, and I, I think. So it's, it's funny that you said Macho Man because I want to, I know we're talking about how this uh, Broken Radio is a hip-hop podcast, but it's also a Dead Wrestler podcast. It's also a Three's Company podcast. Yeah, we're going to get into the Three's Company thing. So let's actually, let's talk about that right now. Because you do some specials. Uh, we're going to get to the six callers, nine dollars in, oh, yeah, in a minute, we're... which is a funny thing. Uh, but the Five's Company podcast. Okay. So this is a train wreck. I don't understand. <laughs> what, so tell us about what that so is. So here's the history behind the Five's Company podcast. Um, a long time ago, maybe a couple years ago, I guess that's not so long ago, um, our, our podcast was having a huge beef with Rick Rubin at the time because Rick Rubin had just joined uh, iTunes with Broken Record and we're pissed that he had this Broken Record podcast. So there was uh, some legal issues and Rick Rubin told us that we could no longer have a hip-hop podcast. He said, this is it. You can't talk about hip-hop. You can't, uh, you can't even mention it. So we decided, well, what's, you know the next thing that people love more than hip-hop, and that's Three's Company. So so we did a whole Three's Company episode, and then, uh, you know, we, we had a few format changes. I think the episode right after that, we're really trying to find our format. There's, like, some reggae. There's an Eddie Murphy reggae song on there and some other things. Finally, thankfully, Rick Rubin's lawyers released their pressure, and we are a hip-hop podcast once again. They get that. The cease and desist. <laughs> it's cease all cleared and up. desist. But um, yeah, you know, and then it was kind of fun enough that we did it, I guess, three times now. And the last two times, my brother has recorded it and made this fun little video you can see on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, it's of us, pretty funny. Where we're kind of in the corner, like Mystery Science Theater style. Yeah. And it's so you a good guys time. do the audio. So you get the transcript for each episode <laughs> yeah. and then separate off the characters. So that's just a small uh, part of the episode where we reenact an actual scene. Um, and yes, we all we, we print out a section of the Three's Company script, um, and then we all have to read our roles. And then in the latest one, my brother tried to kind of piece that over the video. It's really funny looking, and just you it's know, it's pretty good. So those are available on your website. Yeah, if you're a Three's Company fan, go check it out. Who uh, isn't a Three's Company fan? I mean, I, mean, I don't seriously. think the Three's Company can exist anymore. It's like the Confederate flag. It is. It is one of those it's shows so sexist. that is so shockingly crazy, yeah. and just the whole premise of it. The fact that um, you know it's supposed to be that John Ritter is a gay man, and he's like supposed to be pretending that in order to appease his landlords is insane, right. you know. And then the fact that yeah, like he said, there's so many things. They wouldn't. He, his old school landlord wouldn't let people of the opposite sex live together if they weren't married. Correct. Oh yeah. And yeah. then so he's like, well, I'm gay, and, and he's like, like, I don't like okay. it, but I'll allow it. Yeah. yeah. So then he would uh, be. Remember, if it was uh, Ralph Furley, he'd be putting his ear up to the door sometimes, checking on him. Right. It was a real weird situation yeah. living in that complex. But yeah, that's like my. Man, that's like my all in the family. I didn't care about all in the family, but if you want to have like a TV show that you probably can play nowadays, I love Three's Company and uh, Married with Children. That's where I'm yeah, from. Those yeah. are like two big influences. Yeah, there's a, I, I grew up on the TV just like your friends, mm-hmm. that, that, and I turned out to be pretty fucked up. You know? <laughs> but like, uh, you know, it's just crazy some of the stuff we grew up on. And yeah, then, we all I'm craved s- fame and we all craved podcasts after. Right. I'm so glad I grew up in the 80s because there was, you know, there was a lot of weird ways that things were done and i'm glad that we've made some progress but oh yeah you know we've gotten too far with the woke stuff it's gotten a little crazy i think well not to brag but we had some of the best uh hip-hop rap music around that time the golden era we had some of the best 
Grandmaster, uh, basketball. Grand, Grandmaster B. From, we saw Jordan and everything coming up. But, you know, Larry Bird. We are coming off of uh, Kareem and everybody. We are coming off of all the greats, you know. About the only people we didn't see was like, you know, I don't know. Shooter McGavin from, the, you know, ABA. Right. I don't know. We saw a really nice, like all the sports. I feel like we were kind of lucky to see a lot of. Well, the, the Niners with Joe Montana and, and Steve Young and then absolutely. The like, 80s I were great. Wrestling, wrestling, the dead wrestlers were <laughs> in full effect. So that's another thing. We're not trying to be mean or anything. We just like, a lot of, we grew up, a lot of people in the 80s grew up on wrestling. It was everywhere. You go on Saturday morning, it's Hulk Hogan's rock and roll wrestling, you know, oh, the yeah. cartoon. You turn on uh, uh, Saturday night, it's Saturday night's main event, you know, right. it was everywhere. We had, at Thanksgiving, we watched The Undertaker come out of the stupid How egg. How could you not? Did you, was that, or the gobbledy uh, gooker, wasn't it? There was a turkey that came out of an egg. Is that what you're talking about? I don't know. Probably. There I was, mean, a, oh my God, that's one of the worst. We don't want to turn this into a wrestling There's podcast. two things that everyone in the eighties watched. And it's really funny. Cause I'm being serious. Yeah. There's two things that everyone watched and it's wrestling and figure skating. True. Yeah. It's like, what the hell? Everybody watched figure skating. And it was a big Olympic thing, you know, a big the same crowd people, around. They've and, got their NASCAR jacket on and they're like, man, that, that Nancy <laughs> Kerrigan, I'll tell you what. <laughs> It's so true. Yeah, see, like, I'm not, like, I don't know what's going on in wrestling nowadays, but we do uh, like to call out when famous wrestlers have passed and give them a little little tribute. But then, like, it spiraled out of control, uh, not this summer, but the summer before, and there was, like, f- five dead wrestlers that summer. It was, like, the summer of dead wrestlers to where we were just, like, you know, what, what's going on here? You know, we're looking at the Venn diagrams and stuff, and there's like something wrong. These wrestlers are, their mortality rates way higher than these NFL players, even. Right. Um, and it's because they don't have a union and all that right. stuff. But hey, we might poke a little fun. We might have had uh, the the ghost of Macho Man and the ghost of, you know, a dead Razor Ramon calling on the should. last episode. Yeah. <laughs> Why should. not? So the six callers, nine dollars. I love this concept. Huh. Tell us a little bit about that. So six callers, nine dollars. We actually just uh, we hit episode sixty nine, and we're like, what can we do with episode sixty nine? And we can make it like really filthy, or we could just give back to people. So we decided <laughs> to, to give six dollars. Yeah, well, you know, uh, we're changing lives uh, to give nine nine dollars out to six different callers. Oh, that's what it is. Um, and we had six people call in. Uh, I'm not going to give away too much of it but if you listen into that it's a it's a it's a treat um maybe you'll hear uh bane from batman calling in he's a little bit pissed off because the joker (laughs) movie just came out he's not getting the same shine so we might have given him nine dollars towards a kickstarter for his new bane movie uh, you have to admit though bane the bane movie was the third was the third best of the three the problem with the bane thing i i really oh man the beginning with the airplane and everything is so great I hated the way he died. I hated the fact that the end of that movie, he get doesn't like a cat girl or cat woman shoot him with a motorcycle or something. He dies horribly at something the end of it. Stupid. Batman doesn't even get a fight him at the end of that. People, if right. you see this movie, yeah, just just don't watch the. I end. still haven't seen Joker, so let's not talk spoilers on that one. But there's a really so good yeah, copy so, online if you're into that. So you know the the six episode sixty nine, which was pretty recent. Yeah, that one is available like all of them on mybrokenradio.com. Yep, and we are at, we'll have two more. Um, I'd like to uh, we'll take some little snippets of this and showcase your podcast on our next one episode 70 that's great that's kind of one of the reasons i did this uh you know honestly is because it reaches when you when you have an audience that likes podcasts and one thing they like about what i'm doing is that it's locally based and people like you can come on and share your stories at more in depth but when you have 
a podcast audience, if you invite podcasters on, then it broadens that. And that's the yeah. goal. I mean, there's there's a lot of different cross promotions and stuff that I'm trying to do. We're like, um, speaking of cross promotions and wrestling, we're kind of like um, they, the uh, Mega Powers, which was uh, Macho Man and Hulk Hogan when they combined, you and I. <laughs> right. We're like the Mega Powers of, of podcasting. That no. seems big. <laughs> My favorite, I do want to buy an NWO shirt. Like, because it's funny that you remember that one? Oh, yeah. Hollywood Hogan. Because the NWO, it has so much double meaning. And it's funny how blatantly in like in the lexicon it was because they're like, you know, George Bush Sr. is talking about the New World Order. Let's yeah. just let's just make ourselves this Illuminati evil wrestling crew. Whenever Hulk was in the news recently getting in trouble for being a racist or anything like that, I always just said it was Hollywood Hulk Hogan. So it didn't taint my uh, you know, view of him as a child. I'd be like, Oh, that's just Hollywood Hulk Hogan right. dropping the N right. bombs and, right. and uh, I just like how you know how when you're a little kid and everyone and you're like, We're all brother and sister in God's way. Yeah, right. He took that into adulthood he's like he's like hey brother everybody you know yeah oh man i had uh i i met somebody one time who was it was he was the biggest hulk hogan fan i've ever of anything Uh, he had a room that had every piece of hulk hogan memorabilia he had a the one thing though that was interesting uh, one toy from Mexico that had the Jesus piece on it because none of the other ones could. They couldn't have the necklace because it was just like, you know, these are American Hulk Hogan dolls. We can't put a cross on them. Sure. But he had the Mexican Hogan dolls, the sickest thing. But he had like weight belts. He had the Hulk Hogan workout bench. He had the Hulk Hogan cereal. It was kind of creepy going into this dude's Hulk he, Hogan room that he, he had has in his analyzed. House. I guarantee he's analyzed the, the sex tape. Oh, yeah. He's, he's been like, yeah. Prime, anal- he's like, yep, yeah, the circumference is like a thermos. Good job, Hulk. You know, yeah. <laughs> but no, that whole thing's weird too. I don't know how much you know about that, but that's another radio broadcaster's wife that he was uh, entangled with. There's this guy out of Florida called Bubba the Love Sponge, who's just Bub- Bubba the Love Sponge. Yeah, and yeah. he's uh, that's his wife that Hulk is, because they do they're they're into wife swapping and stuff in yeah. uh, Florida, and that was like he offered up his wife just for Hogan. in Florida in general, and like, that- not just Hollywood, not <laughs> just, just Hulk Florida. Hogan. Yeah, uh, yeah, and and he. Uh, it's creepy because like he filmed it and somehow it got out. So they were white swapping at Mar-a-Lago, just cuck, like cucking it up. Oh man, scary stuff. Yeah. But yeah, poor Hogan. I like you know. There's so many. That's a problem with getting old. A lot of your heroes uh, aren't heroes by the time you get older because you find out little fucked up things that they've done. Right? Do you, do you feel that way? Yeah, like everyone's gone. R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. Oh no, God. R. Kelly. R. Kelly was never a hero. He my... <laughs> no, no, he's an inspiration. Yeah. No, I mean. <laughs> You know, Michael Jackson, it's funny because Mike, yeah, there's a bunch uh-huh. of them. I mean, yeah. Or if you meet, that's another thing they say, don't meet your heroes. Because if you meet some famous people, sometimes it can go down really can bad. Can you imagine if your favorite baseball player was Jose Canseco? How no. disappointed you would be? Because that guy is the biggest dick ever. Like, you can, uh, I don't know if he's still offering it, but he was just, he said that you could go Bigfoot hunting with him for like a thousand dollars. You and it's Jose not even Canseco. that much money. It's like, <laughs> Jose Canseco is the human equivalent of touring at Lane County Fair. Do like, you know, oh, like you know about his twin brother? Uh, Ozzy? I think that, I don't know his name, but he's kind of got a weird Gallagher thing going on, because Gallagher has a twin. But Jose Canseco has a twin where he'll send to events. Oh, man. Like, he does, like, the imposter MF Doom thing, where it's, like, the imposter Canseco. And um, there's been, like, a fight recently, I think, some sort of MMA fight, you know, right. like a mar- mixed and martial arts Ozzy thing. Canseco. And it was, it was even Jose, and they See, say that's, I mean, it's, Jose. That's and, still better than, like, the cardboard cutout. True. You know, because oh, there's people... Yeah. That I will name. We talked about it on the podcast. I had a guest. Um, 
a while back and he was promoting his, his uh, tuxedo vodka mm-hmm. and he went to the Damon John from, from Shark Tank. He went to the... Oh, that guy's in big thing. trouble, right? And, and that dude had a cardboard cutout that people are like literally posing for pictures with like Trump University, dude. It's like, uh, what? It's like, that's rough. It's so stupid. Like, that's such a dumb thing. They promote I, the hell out of it. I don't even know if I'd take a picture with like a wax mannequin, let alone a cardboard cutout. That's just... The wax bad. ones are pretty funny. I mean, <laughs> and obviously like an Instagram post, you're going to like mention that it's wax. You yeah. Know, you can tell, but yeah. I or don't people know. call you out. I've seen that before. It's it's nothing more shameful than being called out with posing with a wax celebrity and trying to pretend like it's a real celebrity. So this is a good segue into the celebrity shout outs. Because oh, you have had... Some amazing shout-outs. Balky Butakamas fr- <laughs> yes. from Perfect Strangers. Bronson Pinchot. Yeah, you had Bud Bundy. Uh, what is his real name? Grandmaster B. His, uh, Bud Bundy, and uh, his his real name is... Jeez. Um, oh, where's where's Michael, Aaron Lane at right it's now? It's Michael Buble. No, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, so, and then Redman. And then I used it in the intro, if you're listening to this and you didn't just skip it like an asshole. Uh, Flavor Flav was a yeah. big one. So we've... You know... I've so it's on, I've in, in through various means and ways I've cultivated some shout outs over the years and kind of just repeatedly dropped them into the show. Um, most recently, yeah, we had uh, the the Flavor Flav one was pretty ridiculous. We got Flavor Flav to say B for Bonker. Like if Mr. <laughs> Mr. Lane's word that he made up. And not only did he say it, he's like rhymed it. He's like, it's just Willy- like Willy Wonka, B yeah. for Bonker. We're, we're blown away. Yeah. He, um, it was thorough. That. He- is like man i grew up in uh listening to public enemy like re- religiously too much like to where when i would play it on the bus uh i would have like cowboys like turn off that rap music it was a different time back sure. then you know turn off that who's playing that you know turn that off i'd be playing because the sirens you got the bomb squad sirens you know going off and right. chuck d and that was my shit public so, enemy was the, i'm wearing public enemy socks right oh now. man you're you're dude that you're a good person that was my first legitimate concert was public enemy and uh rage against the machine and there's like coming they're coming they're touring three hours after three hours maybe like three days after their first album drop they went on tour and so like, i like the idea of public enemy and rage against machine touring together mm-hmm. but i'm not really sure how i feel about the crossover like when, when oh they... the new uh prophets of yeah. rage the prophets of rage is kind of silly um i mean it... live i'm sure it would be amazing but then on a recording i've tried so hard to get into it and i'm just like well, eh. the problem with them was i think uh they only had like two or three songs and the rest would just sound like bad karaoke like they were right. doing old rage cuts which is fine because they had tom morello and sure you know and um Actually, the the DJ that goes with uh, Public Enemy right now, DJ Lord, he's super dope, super dope DJ. So it's cool to see that they still um, incorporate like an actual DJ into their stuff because you know I've seen Nas perform live in, and it's just him and his mind, a dude in a laptop, it's just karaoke, <laughs> dude. Yeah, you know, I'm like come on, man. So, but I know what you're saying. It's like um, uh, the Prophets of Rage thing was kind of hit and miss for me. It wasn't horrible. I like political anything. Me too. I like that they're, you know, because there's nothing anymore. There's no, I mean, there's no protest songs. You, see, you know, in, there's like nothing. In the studio, I have a picture of Chuck D. Like he That's, was, yeah. So my biggest influences in hip hop and, and, you know, one of these days I'm going to do a walkthrough video. I don't do video anymore. We were doing it for the podcast mm-hmm. for a minute, but I've decided that, that it's too much. 
I actually like the mystery of just listening to it too. So yeah. I, I just prefer this. But in the studio I've got, I put up, I made them myself. They're canvases. They're just prints on canvas. And one of them is Chuck D. Because yeah. he is a huge inspiration because, oh man, you know, Chuck D is a punk rock hip hop artist. And that's exactly what I try to do. Yeah. For me, for a little uh, white suburbanite kid, for him to open my eyes to what was actually going on at the time while I lived in my little bubble yeah. um, was really cool too. Because, you know, they, they were referred to kind of as um, like the, the the CNN of their time, you know, yeah, yeah. they're like, but no. never once have I ever considered that Chuck D wasn't about unity. Sure, you know that he was literally trying to, like you said, expose maybe an audience that wouldn't be aware of what their experience was. Mm-hmm. But it was like, let's all change this together so mm-hmm. that we can all live in in harmony. And I mean, he's a badass. Oh know? yeah, I would love. I, they, they don't tour this way very often, but I'd love to see like. Public Enemy again. Um, oh, and yeah. it's funny that you say that the whole... Um, I think they're coming to Cuthbert, I thought. Oh, really? I thought that... Well, I'd, That'd I be dope. Be wrong, yeah. um, it's funny that you say the whole uh, Rage and Wu-Tang thing, because I was one of the unfortunate people who tried to see Rage and Wu-Tang in Portland a long, long time ago, and Wu-Tang, like beat the shit out of their tour manager or something like the, the the show before and they dropped off right before the portland tour so it was the roots who came in and replaced them which is still amazing which is still dope and i've seen yeah man, the roots i've seen i got so many stories about the roots i've seen the roots probably five times one of the times i saw them, um my uh one of my my daughter actually you know like when uh you're you're for people, this is a little uh, medical education for you out there now, but when your wife is pregnant, sometimes the baby has to turn and go head down, you know, before the, the before it's time to leave and all that. The baby, yeah, the baby's got to turn. Well, it turned at the Roots concert. I was so happy. I was like, oh, she loves, she's hearing the Quest Love drums and trying to escape. So I, I got so many stupid Roots stories. That's awesome. I, I don't know which one I'd rather <laughs> see. That's pretty, that's a good, But, you know, man, beat. I never got to see, I've seen parts of Woo. I saw Dude, Jizza at John Henry's? Yeah. Oh, that was yeah, amazing, yeah. man. Um, There's been some crazy things, you know, in Eugene as far as hip-hop. There was a... Uh, back in the day, there was a concert series that uh, Philosophy from the Formula put on. Mm. And there was, like, literally, like, KRS-One and Busta Rhymes and... Oh, my gosh. Like, a uh, a bunch of... What's the dude from... Uh, Tribe Called Quest, the main guy. Oh, Q-Tip. Q-Tip. Mm-hmm. All came through, and it was like $12 shows at the EMU. It's it crazy. was insane. We're kind of lucky, and um, I, I don't know, not to bore people about our little city too much, but we're at this kind of like a good little spot where a lot of concerts kind of like hit us up because they're on their way to another sure. place. You know, they're swinging up and down California, Washington, whatever. So, yeah. And man, it's I got feel, a reputation. It you does. Know, Eugene. I mean, oh. Eugene... You I've know, seen enough shows. Like I, I don't even know. I'm at the point where I don't even know how many concerts I've been to. But I've seen a lot, a good, you know, segment of some ridiculously awesome hip hop shows where maybe only thirty people will show up, right. and you just are right in the front, and it's in your lap, and that's Eugene. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we're coming up on the hour. So uh, I wanted to throw it out there. You had mentioned hallucinate. I think that's funny. Oh yeah, Is yeah. There, that's the music you had made. Is there any of that in so, ex- existence yeah. online? No, I do. Um, yeah, I could maybe slide you some tracks or something. It's funny. Um, one of my first passions was writing and, and, um, and music, which kind of led me down this road too. I'm a, I'm a Libra, so I'm all over the place. I'm, I really don't finish a lot of stuff. I start a lot of things and I have like seven or eight things going on at once. So it's amazing that I've even kept this podcast going for like two years straight now every month. But it's pretty cool. Um, so you know. it's like, yeah, I used, to, I used to write and do rhymes. Me and um, so it was like Ethic from the Sam People, uh, Cl- Cliff 
uh, you might know Cliff from that was uh, a, that was an ethic barking. I know. <laughs> you might know Cliff Davis from Papa's Soul Kitchen. He was part of the crew, nice. and I'd kind of sit, do some sh- um, songs with them. Um, Dizio uh, Abraham Valdez, he's kind of like an ulterior he's member a, of our show. Godfather in this town, basically. And do stuff with that guy and stuff. So yeah, we had a fun time. But it was hallucinating. That was hallucinating. That was that. And then you know, I was like, well, shit, I don't want to be a rapper anymore. I want to scratch records. So I went to that, and That's then. Cool scratched so i'm um, that's kind of like one of my first loves that's how i met a lot of people around uh town like uh food stamp and yeah celsius we're gonna try to get Connor dj food stamp dudes. on he's yeah. a professor at the university that teaches a hip-hop class oh, he would and have a so south park class i know we, him and i have talked about possibly having him on as a guest and he he's like let's just talk about only the celtics because mm-hmm. we're both celtics fans so hey i appreciate you coming on and telling us a little more about you and your crew and, and whatnot i really encourage everyone listening to this i've said it a bunch Go to mybrokenradio.com and listen to what you guys do because it's great. Oh, you know, thank you. It's really fun. And once a month, so I think everyone can devote an hour of their of their each month to yeah, listen to man. it. I appreciate you uh, letting me be on here. This is the exact opposite of what I do. I don't interview anybody. Yeah. I've had two interviews. One was Eli Porter, um, Iron Mike Champ. You can look him up on Google. Oh, nice. And uh, the other one was, uh, uh, I have a friend out of Ohio who has a video where he eats canned meat, who we recently, nice. uh, just, you know, straight, like squid Just quick little short you know, ones. Yeah. Nasty. Like, I mean, I, I love the format because it gives me a sense of ownership now from from now on when you put out a new episode it's like yeah that i get to have some connection to it and i really appreciate it and and you know it's just something that there's so much talent in this town of different capacities i know that talent you're like that word i don't know but with what you guys do but i think there is something really talented there because it's unique and like i said before it's like you use a traditional f- f- uh, platform the style of radio and the show but you do it in an unconventional way and it's really cool that's great i think that's exactly like what we are trying to do and the fact that you're picking up on that is awesome and, yeah um, and i've only listened for four minutes so that's good like no i'm just kidding i've listened to about, <laughs> i've listened to about five episodes thanks man yeah yeah uh, yeah and just like it's not about taking anything too seriously. So we hope that we make people laugh. And then also you're going to hear some music that you're, like I said, not going to hear on the radio. Right. Like, unless you're So I, I usually play, at the end of each episode, I play a local song. And you had mentioned off air that well, I'm going to play a song by Ender One, who has been a guest on the podcast yeah. twice. And you had mentioned that you may have uh, you've done some shows with him back in the day. Yeah, you see, it's funny. I know he doesn't remember because he did so many of them, but I specifically remember one that was um, down at Agate Hall, and I remember him like you know selling some CDs and shit. But this Ooh, guy's been around. Agate Hall. I bet you Point Blank Rangers were there. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Them? Yeah, PBR. And Ten thousand full forum. That sounds like around that era. Yeah. So yeah, man, it's so cool to see. Um, he doesn't really know me, but you know, I, I like I said, I talked to him over uh, Messenger, and he mentioned that he's like, "Oh man, Hallucinathan, that's a good name. I never heard that yeah, before." Yeah. But yeah, man, shout he's, out to him. He's killing it. So he's, he's doing great. Currently, he's on tour with Mercules, mm-hmm. which I wasn't familiar with who he is because I don't really listen to music made past 1997. <laughs> good. But Mercules is huge, and yeah. I mean, it, I looked. When Ander started promoting that he was doing this tour another, because every single tour that he gets is bigger than the one before. And it's like, he's just getting, I mean, he just had a girl get her, he's, he wrote, he signed her arm and she went and got a tattoo. That's so insane. Yeah. And I mean, he's killing it. So, uh, yeah, this, the Mercules, I looked at his YouTube video just to kind of hear what he does. And he have, that video was like a week old and had like 5 million views. Another fun name too, Mercules. That's one that sticks with you too. That's like a good one for hip hop. You know, yeah. yeah, for sure. Nothing is as creative as self-esteem about Willie. But, <laughs> no, man. But still, this, still. That's funny because uh, it's funny you mentioned that because I 
was telling people we we talked maybe what two months ago about sure, setting yeah. this up. So I've been telling people, yeah, man, self esteem boat Willie, and everybody gets a grin or a, you know, it's like funny. They, I'm, <laughs> I'm like I'm it's, I'm going through this whole thing. I'm I'm real close, and you'll you'll start to notice I'm dropping crumbs that I'm switching it to Patty Rose because everyone calls cool. me Patty. But I think that I'll, I think I'm just gonna do hip hop under self esteem boat Willie and all different genres of music under Patty Rose under the name because now you why have, not I don't know you know it's just hard for me to change because I've I have so much invested but. It's just not me. Hey, if, if Garth Brooks can have two different personas... And Wait, Garth Brooks isn't really Garth Brooks? <laughs> <laughs> br- if he, if he can hearts. pull it off, yeah. you know, you, you can easily do it. He so. had a minor league baseball career at one point. That Did was, he really? Yeah, Chris something. Man. He actually played against the M's. It was Chris pretty, Gaines. Chris Gaines, Yeah, that's man, right. that's his other... That's uh, right. Look it up. He's a weirdo. Well, so. Nate, Nate, this is Nate Ingr- Ingman yeah, uh, from it. Broken Radio 541. I really appreciate it. And Thank so we're going to end it with a song. This is Ender One, and he did this track. It's 100 bars, same rhyme sequence. There's a video on YouTube if you look up Ender One, 100 bars. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure he's going to play in 100 bars and nightclubs on this tour. He'll be at the Wow Hall, I think, January or February. Something like that. Yeah. Look, so the tour dates, I'm going to have a, sh- a link in my show notes of this episode that you can find the tour dates for Ender One. Uh, which I mean, this is a big deal for him. This tour, this is going to be his. He's been he's been crushing it. So yeah, and deservedly so. He seems like an awesome dude. Awesome human being makes great music that really connects with people. So uh, this is Ender One with a hundred bars. Thanks a lot, mate. All right, peace out. This is for the hip hop heads, but also this is for the real life shit. Real life shit. No games. I never knew that I was tying up a noose till I was in one. A slave blaming chains instead of who put me in them. I pray for opportunity to improve my position, to get some, and don't know what to do when I get them. I'm good at playing the victim, justify everything like I was doomed from the beginning. An excuse for how I'm living, plus I take on too much. Abusing my limit, obsessing my next moves, afraid of losing momentum. I forgave my dad, but choose to resent him like he can never walk in these shoes, they wouldn't fit him. It all started in the classroom sitting Paranoia from the bullies of a crack school system That jumped me during PE in a bathroom pissing Taking turns on new kid where they laugh like now you kick him At that point I had two decisions Continue getting bruised by bullies or do it with them A new addiction like an employee Going from being fired to hired for a new position That includes a pension after that Started booze sipping, trying to fit in with these other dudes like I was cool with them. All a big front as I stepped in the room, pimping with a false sense of pride like I was a musician. But the whole time knowing I was bullshitting, laying down some cheap ass tracks like a beautician. Humble but too timid, a gut full of booze spitting, a tongue full of new ratings to anyone who'd listen. Some were like, that's cool, and others who didn't will whisper behind me like, who the fuck is you kidding? Guess I was too chicken. Despite the smile I was hiding behind the whole time, I knew different, and fear was all I knew. Shit, I was groomed in it. Cupboards bare, nothing's there, why's the food missing? Cars packed up again, not another move visit. Say goodbye to your friends, none of which who'll visit. So I ran away, started eating the soup kitchens. Never told the truth out of fear of what you might do with it. So I smile to keep from crying, laugh to get through this shit. But in every joke I tell, there's almost always truth in it. My mood switching, I put down the booze, then it got worse. Cause now my problem isn't coke on a mirror, it's who's in it. I always knew I had a screw missing Feeling like chameleons that you look at through a zoo exhibit Cause I can change to fit in no matter who I'm with it. If I convince you I'm happy, to you I'm hidden 
But old wounds every day get a new incision Frontin' like the problem is solved, only proves it isn't So fake ones are the smiles I'm used to giving Pretty typical trait of a childhood abuse victim But I don't play that role anymore The new script's in, the old me is dead in the morgue The new is risen So if you ask me what I'm doing this for I rap for the same reason Mike Tyson flew pigeons And yeah, it's therapeutic, that's a given, of course I got some dark sides, this is how I choose to flip them Cause now I just reflect my light to yours Pay attention, basically, you're my new prisms I took my lashes, you can see them if you squinted I won't repeat it, raise a hand up if you did it Smooth with it, too sick and I'm just getting loose Cause I always knew I was one of the best Now I'm proving it Let haters keep booing and bitching You shut the fuck up enough to tune in to catch it Hey, you might actually get a clue in my mission And start to understand what it is I do when I spit Cause see me and pain go together like tuna and fishing The word cute in the kitten or a boom in the kitchen But what I'm saying through it is if you knew my intention And still thought this was just about me and you It is I go to church, nothing to do with religion Yeah, I'm a hypocrite Show me a human that isn't I don't judge if you're an atheist, Buddhist, or Christian Cause my sins alone could probably fill a pool like it's swimming I just know one thing's true I could use being forgiven I can't prove God's real You can't prove that he isn't I admit it, that's the difference with my views and positions I challenge my own growth when my music is written Cause if I don't use this gift to speak to whoever listens I gotta think about the things I could lose if I didn't Like a fan that sends me mail while I'm blues up in prison No chance of a judge ever reducing his sentence But he keeps hope even through the brutal conditions It's still possible to find a new way of living No excuse given, that's some true shit And if that doesn't humble you, I doubt you ever knew the definition Mumble rappers trying to claim who's different Sound the same but generic like a new prescription Give them a pen and pad and lock them in that booth with it And watch them all go from dudes to bitches like when Bruce did it I don't rap about jewelry that glistens So all these other local rappers don't assume that I'm with them Here's the news and it's until you hear a rumor I'm missing I get found face down in the tumor edition No, I'ma use every single tool I've been given I've been waiting for this chance, I've been chewing and itching Like I'm hungry and finally see the food for the pickings While they selling out tricks like a ruined magician Yeah, and all these kids acting cool with it But would you still drink the Kool-Aid if you knew what was in it? I guess that's all I'm trying to do with this Cause who would admit? You give the youth the truth, they probably wanna puke in a minute That kid X got shot, caught dead on cam Views went up crazy quick, a few to a million Cause instead of having instincts to lend a hand Witnesses pulled out their phones like, ooh, I'ma film it It made the news with it, but this isn't news, is it? Every day's a new upload, no rules with it Monetize violence or likes on a nude image Even get paid from YouTube if in the fuse hit it See, that's the new sickness, we're all cruel and twisted I'd just rather try to change than turn it to a statistic